up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Listen Up With Jess Podcast. You have just pressed play to one of the dopest Christian podcasts out here where we talk about real life issues that everyday Christians face. And I'm so excited for you guys to be back. I'm back with some new episodes. I know I dropped some some new episodes in February. And um, I got so many like just great reviews on the last episode that featured uh, my best friend, Jeff, where we talked about platonic relationships. If you have not checked out that episode, stop what you're doing and go check it out because it was a really dope um, episode just talking about the benefits of platonic uh, friendships and how they are necessary. And so just to shed some light on uh, the variety and diversity of relationships that we should all have in this uh, in our lives. So check that out. Um, Yes, it was a minute because, man, let me tell you, your girl has been struggling with something that we're going to be talking about in this episode, yo. Um, and it was so crazy how this episode was all birthed because I did not know for the longest that I was struggling with this thing, yo. Yeah. So first, before we get started, I want to do a listen up spotlight where I take the time to spotlight my friends that are doing their thing, whether it's in small businesses, entrepreneurship, um, whether they have their own podcast, YouTubes, um, authors like I have just so many dope creatives as Uh, followers and friends um, social media friends and then also just my personal friends and so I'm thankful so I take this minute to highlight um, those people because we don't compete we cultivate okay so this listen up spotlight goes to my good sis Chriselle Uh, Chriselle like literally is one like (laughs) her personality is so like infectious in a good way like it just I mean her smile lights up the room and Chriselle has been a strong supporter of me um since we've met each other we met each other like a couple of years ago back in Huntsville and I just love her spirit she is definitely one of my soul sisters and I just appreciate her um support as a friend as a listener of the podcast and I love how what she's doing right now with her um, small business that she has she is the CEO of Queen Fidence where um, this is the home of all luxury wig packages so yes for the ladies that do listen on the podcast and in the fellas because you know what fellas you need to be <laughs> get your girl up don't be like oh, I don't like wigs like we got to wear protective styles like protect our crowns okay because you know we trying to get inches but we got to protect it or whatever so yes um queen finance is a is a um a a wig company that provides quality wigs y'all i'm talking about quality okay and so um chriselle is a, a hustler i love that she has stepped out on faith and um, began this business this small business and just made it into what it is today so please support i'm going to drop the show notes you can find there um the page is also on ig 
And I'll drop all that information. So check out the page, support black businesses, support women. This is Women's History Month, right? And so I'm just trying to, um, you know, help another sister out. And I'm just thankful for uh, just Chriselle's spirit and her her brightness and just the love and support that she's given me. And I just want to share that out, too. So for those who are listening to the podcast, make sure you check out Queen Fidence, okay? All right. It's so crazy that Chriselle, too, my she is my uh, spotlight because she actually kind of helped push um, me to start recording again. (laughs) Um, You know, I realize I'm thankful for, first of all, everyone that just decides to press play and listen to the episodes that I do put out there. Um, I'll be like, I I would be lying if I would say like, oh, like I'm just always, you know, confident in everything that I do. And, you know, you know, there's not times where I don't feel like insecure or feel like, you know, I start feeling like, wow, like, do people really listen up to what I say? You know, is this really uh, a platform where I have people that I don't even know, right? I've I've recently have come across so many a lot of people that have um, started following the podcast and just clicking, pressing play, and then you know, next thing you know, they're like, "Wow, like this podcast is so dope." I've never met you before, but I feel like I know you, and then I start feeling like, "Wow, like I think I am making an impact." But I'll be honest, recently over the last maybe three weeks, I have been struggling with. Just feelings of doubt, right? The self-doubt that just will not let up, y'all. Like the self-doubt would not let up. It's the anxiety of just feeling unworthy, like of having a platform where people actually are listening to what I have to say. I'm not out here just talking out of, you know, my behind where (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real life experiences, but there's times where I feel like, you know, do people even care about the um, things that I have that I'm sharing that the Holy Spirit is telling me to share because again this is not all planned out y'all like a lot of these are just spirit-led episodes there's times where like I'm like overthinking a lot and I want everything to be perfect I fall into that comparison trap and I'm just struggling 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 and getting out of these feelings and I don't know what it is it wasn't until recently I started I think I was listening to another podcast and then um I would hear the word all the time, imposter syndrome. I hear it all the time. And I don't know if you are familiar with this. You've probably heard. I know a lot of my social workers and, you know, psychologists um, who are very familiar uh, with the terminology uh, of imposter syndrome. And then there could be some like me that were just like, it sounds so weird. And I was like, I know I'm not struggling with that. But y'all, let me break down this whole imposter syndrome here and how, like, I know I'm not the only one that is struggling with this thing, okay? So imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. To simply put, imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony, like feeling like you just have you're you you're you're a fraud and you're about to get caught. And that moment where you're afraid that you're going to be found out that you're a fraud. Like you don't belong where you are or you're only you only got there through like dumb luck or happen chance, you know, happenstance. And I 
did not realize, y'all, that I have been struggling years, y'all, years with this imposter syndrome. I mean, I, I started doing the research and I'm like, yo, wait a minute. So I do be having these feelings and it increased. I saw my imposter syndrome starting to increase the more and more I was becoming successful in my career, in my ministry and, um, you know, and, and me stepping out and like doing more speaking engagements. I mean, I remember there was one time where. I think it was back in 2017. I had a speaking opportunity where I was asked to speak at um, a, the my church conference, the South Central Conference um, youth as a as a keynote speaker. And so, like I as as one of the sessions, um, not keynote speaker, but one of the session speakers. And so, like I was on a flyer with like these top pastors like my pastor <laughs> um and like these other top pastors and I just was remembering like what am I doing on here like why would they even ask me and I was so I mean at that age, at 2000 in 2017 I was you know definitely younger and I was remember just feeling so fearful like first of all I'm young I'm a woman and I'm not a pastor. <laughs> like, I had no credentials. I felt like, why am I here? Why am I being this, you know, um, you know, breakout, you know, speaker for thousands of kids that were at this conference? And I just really felt out of place. I felt unworthy. I felt like, no, they have the wrong person. I really don't know what I'd be talking about. And I realized now that more that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I started asking, uh, looking at my past like when I was younger and there were times where like you know I I was a I was a smart kid right common sense smart you know um I did not like going out of my way to like research and reading wasn't always easy for me you know I struggled with a learning disability with dyslexia for um and even now where, you know, I wish I was a struggle reader. And so I used to always be insecure with that because I'm like, oh, I hated reading out loud. I never wanted to read out loud. It was just like so embarrassing. And there were times where I just felt like, OK, well, because I have this reading disability, I have to really like make up in my speaking. Right. And so like. Even at a young age, like in middle school and in high school, like I'm always like trying to like, okay, I got to be the best at like any of my presentations because, you know, they may find out that I really don't know what I'm talking about or really just don't know how to. I'm really not that smart. I used to think that and I had all this self doubt. And I think it was because to like younger, I didn't like there were some teachers that would just, you know, not say the nicest things and weren't encouraging and really intimidated the fact that, you know, while I wasn't as, uh, you know, the I wasn't a straight A student, I definitely wasn't failing student. And because I had a great mouthpiece, I was still able to move up. I mean, I think a uh, look back at my teachers back in like elementary school and middle school. And I know to this day for them to see how successful I have become where in my career and in my uh, ministry life and everything. Uh, a lot of my teachers were shocked because <laughs> they were like, we did not see you. Like I was just the kind of like the goofy class cat clown, the mean girl. I just, you know, was doing my own thing, not really listening to adults and things like that and didn't really take things serious. And I remember just feeling like 
I had to overcompensate for everything that I did because I had this always this cloud of insecurity of how smart I am or how, um, you know, do I really even know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm really good at finessing conversations and finessing projects. And 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 I used to be like, oh, my gosh, She's like, OK, somehow I got I made it in somehow. I, I remember getting accepted into college and I was like, dang, I really got into accepted to, you know, Tuskegee. Like, hmm, I guess I am kind of smart. Like, those were things I would say to myself as if I was dumb, like, even though I know I wasn't dumb, but because of some of the lies that were told to me, because I didn't have those good words of affirmation growing up um, from like different different teachers in mind and things like that. And because I was so stuck on my past, too, because I knew in high school there were times where I just even though I wasn't um, like for school wise, I made sure I was always on my studies. But as far as behavior, I was off the chain. So I was just like, didn't think that I could actually like calm myself down to like really get serious and get into a college and like kind of make that transition, that shift. And so once I did get into college, I remember also having just these hard moments of imposter syndrome, not knowing that's what it was at that time. I mean, when I was in college, that was back in 2010 and 2000 through the 2014. So we weren't saying imposter syndrome a lot. This wasn't a terminology that was used. I would have, you know, be in group projects where I'm just like, oh, people would think like, yeah, Jessica's really good. She's really smart. Or she she passed the class or, you know, she passed that test. So she must know what she's doing. But I was working my tail off just so that I can seem like I was up with the, my other classmates. And I was struggling still so bad. I would struggle with uh, studying. I would struggle with, you know, making sure that I had all the information. I didn't like being a procrastinator. So what I would do if I got an assignment, I was like, let me hurry up and get it done because I don't want to be. <laughs> turning in my assignments late that was just one thing I hated doing even if I didn't know how to do it I was just somehow like all right how am I going to finesse this you know how am I finessing my way I remember you know getting into pro um being uh, a part of different um organizations and in college um I was selected for this like uh this conference where only a, a selective few of um uh students out of my business class were um, able to go to this opportunity uh, conference. I remember in Atlanta and one of my professors, they chose me out of all of like my classmates. And I was just like, why me? Like what, what was special about me? You know, I'm like, they're going to think that I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not capable. I'm not smart. And I just remember really struggling with this thing, y'all. Um, and it, it wasn't until where I realized that, okay, I need to start asking these questions like to myself, not why me, but why not me? Why not me? Like I I felt like now where I'm at in my life and my career, my platform with my podcast and how I'm being recognized, um, you know, there are times where I do start to feel those moments of, uh, unworthiness right those moments of self-doubt the moments of well no one is really listening to me or I, do I really have something to say and you know why do people actually do listen up you know and I started to say you know speak back to those feelings because a lot of the times you know clinically the term is imposter syndrome right 
But you know me, I look at things from a spiritual rim, okay? And I believe that in the devil <laughs> and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. The way the devil will really come into our minds and seep in those little white lies that we tell ourselves. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, or I shouldn't... Um, I shouldn't be here. You know, I don't belong here at all. I must be perfect to be able to do it right. So they won't see that I'm flawed. And it's crazy because we're so we're anxious about being caught as a fraud and realizing it's not that I'm a fraud. It's that I'm just a flawed human being. I need y'all to I need y'all to catch that. It's not that you're a fraud. You're just a flawed human human being you are not meant to be perfect and so there are times yes I beat myself up and so let me tell you something imposter syndrome and perfectionism they come hand in hand and sometimes like most of the times people that struggle with um, uh, perfectionism are oftentimes are definitely going to struggle with um, episodes of imposter syndrome and I call them episodes because I want you guys to know that this is not a uh, diagnosis where you just like have this for the rest of your life no these these are episodes that happen where we can be proactive and start coping and learning how to you know um, really move past these feelings to start speaking over it but first you got to recognize it right I believe that we always have to recognize what is this feeling and where is it coming from what is the root to it and how can I speak back to it how can I you know uh not allow it to you know keep me held captive right you know so yeah I mean you might be you might think that there is some perfect script, you know, that you have to have when you are about to, you know, um, you know, engage with people and that you can't make any mess ups and things like that. And it's just crazy how um, just within our lives, there's so many things that are often that go unfinished. Right. Um, when in, when imposter syndrome seeps in. Right. And it literally holds us hostage like it holds us hostage. And then that's where it can it can lead to high anxiety. It can lead to depression. It can lead to unfinished projects or unaccomplished dreams because we are having these feelings where we're just like, Ugh, you know, like. I'm afraid that someone is going to, you know, call me out that I really don't know what I'm talking about. And one another way, another thing, um, another way to identify if you like are struggling with imposter syndrome for um, I was researching is that it's for the um, the inability to really accept, you know, um, accept uh, compliments. Right. Uh, accept that accept your achievements so if someone is for me I struggle with this so bad y'all like where I would just finish doing a speaking engagement and um, whether it was me you know speaking uh, to my youth preaching to uh, you know uh, to at a, a preaching a sermon doing a small group or even the podcast or any type of panel that I was on and and um 
and it went well, right? It went so good. And I would get these compliments. And the compliments would be like, oh, you did such an amazing job. Like, oh my goodness, Jess. Like, um, every time you get up and speak, you're just so good. Like, you're just so natural. And just these amazing compliments. And I used to just be like, oh, thanks. It's all God. It's all God. It makes me very uncomfortable to accept compliments. And you know why? Because I don't believe in myself. And then I realized that the easy way for me to, I, the easiest ways, and it's a lot of Christians, we do it, we do it. We want to say, it's all God, it's all God. Because we still feel incompetent and unworthy to know that God used us. Yes, it is all God. Yes, but God gave you the gift to perform. And so instead of saying it's all God, you still need to recognize, right? Because, I mean, I get it. I usually say it's all God for humility because I never want to get big headed. But then I also realize I say that, too, because I'm still very insecure in my gift. I'm very insecure. Like, why? How can God use something so imperfect and so, you know, um, rare like me to just be able to speak life and to have these opportunities of success where I just feel like you know I just think maybe it was luck you know and then there's times where I'm like oh I know it ain't luck it's just all God but not realizing no God gave it to you and he is giving it to you because he knew that you could do it he knew that you could put the work in it he knew that you would be intentional and he knew that you would be you know, um, able to po- to see this thing through. And so there's that fine balance where, yes, you can have humility, but you also have to build up the self-confidence knowing that God gave it to you and to acknowledge yourself and to receive those compliments, to receive those um, achievements and know that, you know, yes, you know what? I did do a good job. Let me pat myself on the back. Let me give myself my flowers. I need to give my own flowers to me, you know, and realize that this is helping produce the self-confidence that I need. While I need, I have God confidence that is giving me that self-confidence to be able to perform the thing that he has given me. And so I know, I don't know if I'm the only one struggling with imposter syndrome, but I feel like I do have other people here that is listening to this podcast that could be struggling with this imposter syndrome, whether it's within your relationships, right? Where you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm so undeserving of this person. They treat me so well. And like, you know, they're going to find out that I'm not, (laughs) I'm not the best or I'm not as perfect as I'm trying to present myself or in your career where there's times where you've taken and you've gotten a promotion and you're like, oh my goodness, why did they give me this promotion? I am not ready for this. Why am I even at this boardroom? I'm the youngest one here. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm finessing my way. But for some reason, they thought that I would, I'm able to belong. Um, or maybe if you're someone who is in school, right? In grad school, you just got in seven to grad school, or you're in your your um, medical school or dental schools, um, you know, or getting your MBA or, or or masters, and you're feeling like, you know, wow, like I really got into acceptance this program, you know, now I really have to prove myself, you know, what if they found out I really don't know what I'm doing, I really don't know what I want to do after I get this degree, I really don't know what direction or or what specialty I want to get into. 
And you start questioning yourself about everything that God had already given you and has put inside of you to perform it and to accomplishment. And he has equipped you. And so, you know, I just want to encourage anybody that is struggling with these characteristics of self-doubt, of anxiety, of fear of failure, right? Of, you know, overachieving and feeling like I got to just keep doing more and more so they don't find out that I really don't know what I'm doing, you know? And remember that the work is already done. One thing that is reminding me and that's helping me cope right with this imposter syndrome is remembering and recognizing that I was chosen. I was chosen regardless of who chose me. They chose me. They didn't choose the imposter. They chose me. God chose me. The, the, the career, the job chose me. The college chose me. The, the business license. Every They chose me, right? And so I want to encourage somebody that is struggling with it. It's like start looking at what are you, you remembering that you are chosen. You are chosen by God. Therefore, you, God has already qualified you. He's qualified you in everything. And he's seen your flaws. He qualified you and he factored all your flaws when he called you into what you're doing right now. And that does not disqualify you. It does not make you a fraud just because you have flaws. And I just pray that like somebody is receiving this because for me now it's helping me kind of push myself like I can't allow imposter syndrome to hold me hostage because if I do that, then I, that means I'm not going to be able to accomplish everything that God has placed on the inside of me to do for him. But he's chosen me. Therefore, I can do it. I deserve it. I claim it. I am worthy. I am smart. I have all of these things. I'm capable to be able to perform that thing because he has given it to me. And I give him recognition, but I also give myself recognition because I'm all about building up that confidence. You know, we have to build up the confidence. So there's some other ways that you could possibly, you know, help yourself. Some questions that may help you, you know, cope with those feelings. Because remember, it's just a feeling. I don't want to call it. It's like a diagnosis, like you're going to have forever. But we got to move past those feelings because we don't want it we don't want imposter syndrome to hold us hostage right what are your core beliefs you know um that you hold about yourself right so I'm asking myself what are my core beliefs that I hold about myself all right one of my core beliefs um is transparency like I believe healing and freedom is through transparency what I know is that I don't want to walk around thinking I have it all together and I want to be so authentic that I can admit that I don't know sometimes. I don't know and that's okay. It's okay. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be the expert and <laughs> the SME and everything. There's it's times where you can just be like it's okay. So what are those core beliefs about yourself? Do I believe I'm worthy of love as I am? Yo, this question, like, honestly, when I can, when I, I, I talked about, um, I think five ways to identify like self-love 
and um, I got to find that up the episode, but that was a good episode where I talked about how to cultivate self-love. And one of those ways really is asking yourself, do you believe that you are worthy of love as just the way you are? And that is something that I had struggled with for years. I mean, even the relationships that I were in, in, in my past where, you know, I realized that I wasn't even able to accept love where, you know, there were times where I would be in a relationship. And I'm like, why do you like me so much? Like, why are you so nice to me as if I wasn't deserving of that love and an affection? Why? Because it goes back to some childhood trauma, you know? And so, not recognizing the two at the time, but now I'm able to recognize and identify that thing and start asking myself just like, do you truly believe your love? Like you're worthy of that love. And, and honestly, at, at this day and age, yes, I do believe that I am worthy of love where and as who I am, right? I don't have to change for nobody. <laughs> Because I'm not doing it. I tried it. It didn't work. Okay. So, you know, take me as I am. Okay. Because that's the best. Okay. Um, And then must I be perfect for others to approve of me? Like these are questions that we should really help. We should ask ourselves when we are feeling, having those feelings that imposter tries to creep on in. The enemy tries to creep on in and spit these lies out as if like you have to have it all together. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect. You can still thrive in your imperfectness and God can use that. He can use your mistakes. He can use those for, um, for, uh, for, you know, lessons for it to be learned, you know, and it's all a part of the process, you know, and I believe that we can really help, you know, get into that space we can help ourselves get into that space of feeling like all right I'm not perfect but God is perfect and a perfect God is using an imperfect being who is me to do his work and so the work what I put out may not be perfect but it came from God and so he is using me to do that and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like these are things y'all like I literally have to continue to tell myself because I really think that um, if we're not careful with just recognizing it or whatever, we will allow this imposter syndrome to really hold us back and cripple us for years to come, right? If we don't address it, right? We have to refuse to let it hold us back. And no matter How much we feel like we don't believe that we belong. You belong at the table. You belong in the room. You belong in the classroom. You belong in that um, role. You belong in the relationship. You're deserving of love. You're deserving of respect. You're deserving of um, just of that peace, right? You're deserving of praises, of, of compliments, like... Don't take lightly of those things, like embrace that thing and start believing it and walk into that thing. And, you know, my prayer prayer is that somebody who is struggling with imposter syndrome like myself can really just be proactive when those feelings come. Start asking yourselves those questions and start really, you know, speaking back 
to yourself and saying not why me, but why not? (laughs) Why not me? You are worthy of every good thing that comes to you and know that God has given that thing for you to complete it. Um, And so that is my episode for today, man. I just want you guys to feel encouraged and motivated. And we are going to be on this journey of really breaking the chains of imposter syndrome and really tapping into our full potential and believing that we can accomplish and be the best versions of ourselves. So that's it for this episode. You guys can tune into a new one. Um, Thank you so much for the support that you guys been doing, um, giving me for the podcast. And make sure that you guys share this episode. Share it to someone. If it wasn't relate, hitting home to you, we'll share it with somebody else. And make sure that you are subscribed. Hitting subscribe on um, our Apple's iTunes or Spotify. And, you know, if you're liking what you hear, you should definitely give me a rating and um, leave some nice reviews. All right. Bye, y'all.